Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. All of you to listen to this woman that's coming forth to speak. She's been with my ministry 30 years. In the past seven years, God has been discipling her through me. Now she has a very strong gospel preaching message, Kathy Davidson. Let's begin with prayer. My heavenly Father, my heavenly Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Let the power of my Lord be great and open our ears that we can hear. Open our eyes that we can see. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto you. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. You know, I've been told that I'm a really good storyteller. So I'm going to tell a story today, and it has to do with you. If you will turn in your Bibles to John 1, verse 1. In the beginning, in the beginning was the Word, was the Word. You get to know God. These are so comforting verses. In the beginning was the Word. These are not characters and ink that are splattered on a piece of paper. This is a living, a powerful word. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. You see that? The word was with God, and the word was God. How can you do that? Well, you got to have two gods. One was with God, and he was God. So that means? There's two gods, at least two. And verse 2, the same was in the beginning. This word was in the beginning with God. Turn with me to Genesis 1, 1. What was in the beginning? Genesis 1, 1. In the beginning, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God. If you will look that verse up in Strong's, in Thyra's lexicon, you know what you're going to find? This word is plural. It is plural. In the beginning, gods created the heaven and earth. It's a plural word, gods. What did we read in John 1? In the beginning was the word, the word was God, and the word was with God. So there were two. And right here, this word is plural. If you will go with me to verse 26, let's reiterate that. Verse 26, and God said, and this word also, God, is plural. And God said, look at this, let us, let us, not let me, let us, let us. Make man in our 
image. Our image. Not my image. Our image. There are at least two here. And you will find reading this word of God, there are three. There is the Father, there's the Son, and there's the Holy Spirit. It says here, let make man in our image. There's not just one God. There's more than one. And these words prove it. You will find that every question that you have about your life and about God is in this word. And that word was in the beginning with God, and he was God. He was God. The word was God, and he was with God. And it says, let's make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. Let's go back to John 1. Verse 3. He said, all was in the beginning with God. Now look at verse 3. All things were made by him. All things were made by him. Him is a personal pronoun. Well, who is him? First, first sentence, in the beginning was the word. That is a personal program. Remember in grammar class, personal programs. You, me, her, him, personal program. And the, all things were made by him. Who were they made by? They were made by the word, him. And without him, without him, was not anything made that was made. Without him, without the God that was with God, without the word, without him, not was anything made that was made. Turn with me to... Colossians 1, verse 16, for by him, and if you look up a little further, it's talking about Jesus, for by Jesus were all things created. Do you see that? By Jesus was all things created. That moon that you're looking forward to looking at tonight, because it's a blood moon and a high moon, that moon was created by who? By Jesus. Not the Father. Jesus. Jesus made the moon. He made this earth. He made the rock that you're standing on. He made, that, he made the people that you're looking at. Everything made by Jesus. By him were all things created. Do you know Jesus created evil? Did you know that Jesus created the angels? All right? For by him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were made by, all things were created by him and for him. For him. Did you know you were created for Jesus? Did you know by this word of God, you were created for Jesus? He created you and he created you for him. And the next verse, and he is before all things. And by him, all things consist. You call it gravity. The Bible calls it the power of God. And it was created by Jesus. Created by Jesus. If sometime you have time when you're reading the Word of God, go to Proverbs 8 and read Proverbs 8. 
does not wisdom cry? You will find out that that is Jesus. And you will find out that he was with the Father forever. Daily, the Father's delight. We had two in heaven. All right, let's go back to John 1. This beautiful, beautiful story. Okay, verse 4. In him was light. In him was life. In him was life. Well, who gave Adam life? Who gave Adam life? It said they, they took some clay and they breathed into it. Who gave Adam life? Jesus. Why did he give Adam life? For himself. He made Adam for himself. All right. He said, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness. What is that light? That is the word from verse 1. The light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Six, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Every man that cometh into the world was lit, made alive by the Word, by Jesus. Every man that was ever created came into the world, was lit, was made alive by Jesus. And you think he doesn't know who you are? Thank God he knows who you are and he knows where you're at. All right, let's go to John 8, verse 12. Let's reiterate that. John 8, verse 12. Then spoke Jesus. Then spoke Jesus. Again unto them saying, I am the light of the world. Now we know who the word is. Now we know who was with the Father. Now we know who created all things. I am the light of the world. I am the light. I am the life. You came alive by Jesus. And he is the light of the world. Let's go back to John 1. I'm going to start. I'm going to go to verse 10. He was in the world. And the world was made by him. We saw that earlier in Colossians. And the word world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave power. He gave power. He gave the right. He gave the authority to become the sons of God. Look at what the light and the word did. He said, but as many as received him, to them gave he power, authority, privilege to become the sons of God. The sons of God. Not just forgiven. Not just justified. Not just sanctified. But sons and daughters. Sons and daughters. Are you a mother or a father? You have a relationship with your child? Well, the Jesus came that we might be sons and daughters of God. 
to have a relationship with God, to have a relationship with the man that created all things. This is the word that we might become sons and daughters of God. And how's that going to happen? Even to them that believe on his name, which were born, which were born, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Turn with me to John 3. I'm going to begin in verse 3. And Jesus answered Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews that came to Jesus by night, a ruler of the Jews, a big man up there high, came to Jesus and said, you obviously have come from God because of the miracles you do. You obviously have come from God. And what does Jesus tell him? What does Jesus tell the man, a high man in Israel that asked him, and Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except a man be born again, born, born again. And Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water, and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He has to be born again. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. It says, Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. This is the man that created you. This is the man that gave you life. At that time, he was God. He gave you life, and now he's telling you, you must be born again. You must be made alive by the Spirit. You must be born again. All right, let's go back to John 1. I'm going to go to verse 14. And the Word, the Word, the Word is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, and it is Jesus. Jesus is the Word. And it says, and the word was made flesh. The word was made flesh. The one that was with God in the beginning. The one that was daily his delight. The one that was God. The one that created Adam now becomes flesh. Now becomes flesh. Turn with me to Philippians 2. I know we're bouncing around. But this. Is God's plan of reconciliation. Philippians 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So this is Jesus, who, being in the form of God, we saw that in John 1, 1. Being in the form of God. You know what it's like to be a God? You can be everywhere at once. You can know everything at once. You can see everything at once. You can create anything, anything. And what does this God do that's with the Father? What does this God do? All right, it says, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He was right there with him. 
It says, but made himself, made himself. Look at what this man, look at what this God did. Made himself of no reputation. You know what that means? He emptied himself. He emptied himself. He gave up the ability to create anything. He gave up the ability to be everywhere at once. He gave up the ability to see everything at once. He gave up the ability to be, to, to hear, to see, to be everywhere at once. He gave up his sovereignty. He gave it all up. He gave it all up and became like you and me. Became like you and me. Let's go on. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself a no reputation, emptied himself completely, and took on upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. I can hear you now. Oh, likeness of men, but not quite like, but not quite man. Keep reading. And being found in the fashion as a man, being found as a man, being found in fashion as a man, a man, being found in fashion as a man, not a God anymore, not a God anymore. He laid that all down. Why? Why? We'll see in a little bit. Who being in a former God thought it not robbery to equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, now he's a man. He humbled himself. He humbled himself. The God that created everything you and I see, everything you and I see, humbled himself and became obedient became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Like I've said so many times before, the wages of sin is death, and the sin has to be paid for. So somebody had to die. Somebody had to die. And it had to be a perfect sacrifice, so that sacrifice could never have sinned. So Jesus no sin became sin that he might die for us. Somebody had to die. Blood had to be shed for the human race. And the father said, go do it. And Jesus said, I'm gone. I'll go. I'll go. I'll become just like they are. I will become just like they are. And I'll be their sacrifice. Let's go. Even to the death of the cross. Wherefore, because Jesus did this, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Let's go to Hebrews 2. We'll see this again. Verse 9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels. You see that? But we see Jesus, who was made, a little lower than the angels. You will see in this first. You ever wonder what the difference between an angel and a human is? A human? Actually, the answer is right here. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. Angels don't die. People do. That's the difference. 
It says, for the suffering of death, crowned. We see Jesus crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. He not only died a physical death, he died a spiritual death. Jesus went to hell for us because somebody had to die. Somebody had to take the sin of the world and pay for it. Somebody had to pay, and Jesus paid. He said, made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Now let's go to verse 14. For as much as then the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself took part of the same. He took part of flesh and blood. See, we see that again. Father, open their eyes that they can see how many times in the word of God you show that Jesus became a man. Father, open their eyes. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also likewise took part of the same. That through death, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death through all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took on that hand in the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. He became like us. Wherefore, in all things, all things, it behooved him. He thought it necessary. He thought it necessary. He thought it necessary. This was once God now he's a man, and he thought it necessary to be made like unto his brethren, like us. He thought it necessary to be made like us, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. What was Jesus' job? To get you back to God. That's what Jesus' job was, was to get you back to God. Adam failed. Adam fell. What was Jesus' job? To get you back. To get you back. You don't think that? Turn with me to Revelations 13, 8, real quick. Revelations 13, 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. All. Whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb. The Lamb. Jesus, slain from the foundation of the earth. You think God knew Adam was going to fall? Absolutely. Absolutely. Jesus knew when he created Adam, Adam was going to fall. He also knew he was going to the cross. He was going to the cross. Turn with me to one of my favorite verses. John 12. Verse 23, I love this passage. This shows us Jesus. We are, in a, we are coming on a situation where Jesus is talking to his disciples. And then there's a conversation between him and the God of heaven and earth. It says, and Jesus answered them saying, the hour has come. He said, the hour has come. Jesus now is looking at the cross. That the son of man should be glorified. How? Jesus is going to die. On that cross, he is going to be beaten. He is going to be whipped. He is going to be crucified. He's going to be nailed to the tree. Every bone of his is going to be out of joint. He is going to take on every sickness and every disease the world has ever known. He's going to take on every sin that we have ever committed on that one body 
to where that body doesn't even look like a human. Every bone is out of joint. He's looking at it. He can read. He knows. Why does he know? He is the Word. He is the Word. He knows what's going to happen. But he also knows that on, he's going to hell and he's going to pay for our sins. He knows it. He told the Father, I'll go. I will go. The Father said, go. And Jesus said, I'm gone. I'll go. But he also knows that the third day he's coming out. He is coming out. He will have done what the Father asked him to do. So now we're seeing the conversation of Jesus' disciples. The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you. He's talking to people he loves. He said, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. He said, but if it die, if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He said, he that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. Do you know Jesus might have been talking about himself here also? If you love your life, you got you to gotta lose it. He said, he that loveth his life shall lose it. He that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man, any man, any man. Do you see that word, any? If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. The next verse. Now is my soul troubled. This is Jesus. This is the Savior of the world. This is the one that created everything you see. Now he's got a soul. He's got a soul. And he said, now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. What should I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause, this is the reason I came. This is the very reason I came. I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't like where I'm going, but this is the reason I came. And then he turns and he says, Father, Father, Jehovah, the one that he was daily his delight, his Father. He says, Father, glorify thy name. Glorify thy name. I don't want to go, but I'm going. Glorify thy name. And what does you hear next? Then came there a voice from heaven. There came a voice from heaven. Notice there's a conversation between two entities here. You got Jesus on earth with a soul talking to Jehovah in heaven. And now Jehovah answers him. Answers him. And people hear it. Now you're going to tell me there's just one God? Well then, where's this conversation coming from? There's two. There's the Father, Son, and then there's the Holy Ghost. All right. Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. This is Jehovah speaking to the people. Jesus said he didn't need to hear it. He already knew. But listen to what the Father says. I have both glorified it and I will glorify it again. I'm coming to get you. I am coming to get you. I know what you're going through. I know where you're going, and I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you. And Jesus paid the price for us. He laid down his life. He was buried, 
and he rose again the third day. The father came and got him. And when the father came and got him, your sin, my sin, your sickness, my sickness, our perversities, our weaknesses were all forgiven and justified. Jesus became your and my substitute. And he did it as the father asked. And you and I have been justified, but not only justified, not only redeemed, not only sanctified. One last verse, Hebrews 2. We're going to read it again, verse 9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. Had Somebody had to die for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became him, from whom were all things, we already know that, by whom were all things, all were made by Jesus, in bringing many sons unto glory. Bringing many sons unto glory. Why do you need born again? So you can become a son and a daughter of God, just like Jesus. You can have a relationship, a one-on-one conversation with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And how can you do that? Because he sent Jesus to bring you back, to bring you back so he could make many sons and daughters, and we become fellow heirs with Jesus. Why would God do that? Well, if you could create anything, Wouldn't you create a bunch of children to love? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you create a thing that would love you? A thing you could communicate with, that you could fellowship with? Yes. That's what you're doing, and that's why Jesus died, so you could have a one-on-one with the Father and the Son. Now, how do you get started in that? Just like Jesus said, you must be born again. And how are you born again? You are born again by calling on the name of the one that died, the one that was buried, and the one that rose again. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.